This is the 77 WABC minicast. And somebody who epitomizes just success and reason, I think, the great Dr. Ben Carson, of course, retired neurosurgeon, also was Secretary of Housing and Urban Development and also head of the American Cornerstone Institute that teaches young people about appreciating this great country. Dr. Ben Carson, we're so happy to have you here today. Always good to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. What does this day mean to you, too? You know, we're celebrating, by the way, uh, Black History Day today, kicking off Black History Month. Um, Talk about, because you do, you, I think, are the most eloquent spokesperson uh, for overcoming and being a great role model and the family unit. Your mother's message, what she did for you years ago, always inspires me, Dr. Carson. Well, uh, you know, the family is the backbone of our society, the cultural backbone, and it is in the process of falling apart. And something that we really need to begin to emphasize very strongly, when you look at what happened to the black families in America, it really started happening with Lyndon Johnson and people interfering and uh, supposedly doing good things, but in the process, policies that actually uh, promoted the breakup of families. And as you took the fathers out of these families, you started seeing horrible things happen. And now we're seeing it across society. It's broken out of just the African-American community. It's throughout our society. It's it's a terrible thing. But, you know, in, in terms of, you know, black history, Hispanic history, any kind of history, uh, I think there's room to celebrate all of us. You know, you, you look at the fact that many people say the black male in America is an endangered species. Why do they say that? Because there are more black males in the penal system than there are in higher education because the number one cause of, of death in young black males is homicide. Now, this is craziness. It never had to happen. Anybody, regardless of their ethnic background, to take that young six-year-old black male and walk down the streets of New York and give him a black history lesson he'd never forget. Could start by pointing to his shoes and say, it was Jan Matzliger, a black man who invented the automatic shoe lasting machine, which revolutionized the shoe industry throughout the world. You step on that clean street, you say it was Charles Brooks, a black man who invented the street sweeper, those machines with the big brushes and down the street comes with a big refrigerated tractor trailer truck it was Frederick Jones who invented the refrigeration system for trucks later adopted for airplanes and trains. And it comes to a stop at the red light. You tell him it was Garrett Morgan who invented the traffic signal and how he also invented the gas mask, saved lots of lives during the war. And while you're talking about the war, Henrietta Bradbury, a black woman who invented the underwater cannon, made it possible to launch torpedoes from submarines. And then you see a beautiful black woman walking down the street. A black man did not invent her, but... You can use that opportunity to talk about Madam C.J. Walker, black woman who invented cosmetic products for women of dark complexion, first woman to become a millionaire on her own efforts in the United States. And you walk past the hospital, Charles Drew and his contributions to blood banking, understanding the function of blood plasma. Daniel Hale Williams, the first successful open heart surgery in the world, operative mortality rate less than 1.5%. Surgical light, you look up at it, Thomas Edison, you didn't know he was black, did you? But he wasn't, but his right-hand man, Louis Latimer, was. You can tell how he invented the electric lamp. 
You then came up with the filament that made the light bulb work for more than two or three days. Background, the telephone for Alexander Graham Bell. Most people have never heard of him. He walked past the railroad tracks. Andrew Beard, the automatic railroad car coupler, spurred on the Industrial Revolution. Elijah McCoy, the automatic lubrication system for locomotive engines. In fact, he had so many great inventions where people always imitate him. People would say, is that a McCoy? Is that the real McCoy? And I'm just barely scratching the surface. Yeah, you know who you left out? you of all people, yourself, your 15,000 neurological operations. And, by the way, uh, leading the team for the first known separation of conjoined twins uh, in American history. So you did leave yourself out, uh, Dr. Carson. Don't leave out my namesake, uh, George Washington Carver. Absolutely. Uh, well, like I said, I could go on for hours. Right, and we can't leave out the ladies that John Glenn insisted upon <laughs> doing the mathematics on how he was going to orbit the Earth. Absolutely. Uh, Dr. Carson, you don't, you don't remember me, but we spoke uh, last year, my, my wife and I, when you came to our church, uh, uh, Dr. A.R. Bernard, uh, Christian Cultural Center, and uh, we took pictures and photos together. Of course. You know, I, told Dr. I told Dr. Bernard that we, we have to have you back now, and I'm going to see him in the next 15 minutes when I leave the studio. Uh, yeah, and I told great. him last month. Are you leaving that soon? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, can I leave the studio when the show is over? I thought you were going to say the whole show. <laughs> Are you that leaving early? Yeah. No, no, I'll be here to the end of the show. All right. Okay, just checking. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but before we go on, let me just mention, I can take that same walk down the street for virtually any nationality in our country and point out great things. And one of the points that I like to make is that that's how America got to be great. It's because we have so many people with so many backgrounds and so much talent. Our diversity is not a problem unless we make it into one. And I, I, I have to tell you that uh, Dr. Carson is very much involved right now uh, with children. Yes. Uh, children's books. And he'll be uh, in New York City sometime next month. And uh he wants to go see a, a police athletic league center, and uh, we may be setting up a, a a police athletic league lunch with him because we're all we we all care about the kids. Yeah, that would be Absolutely. blockbuster. That's America's future is the kids. I mean, uh, we're, and I'm worried about them. And I think I told Doctor Carson uh, that the the truancy rate right now in in New York City is forty percent. Well, the truant officers aren't, aren't really doing that anymore. I mean, you can do whatever you want in these things. And people say nothing's any different than it ever has been, but it's much worse. The things that our kids are exposed to these days in the attempt to indoctrinate them are astronomical. And if we don't, if we're not as aggressive as the left is, we're going to lose that battle. For what what do we do to energize these kids? I know, uh, uh, my mother threw me off the couch and told me to go to work and and uh, and uh, you know go to make sure I go, I went to school and and uh, there's lots of stories like that. And right now, by the way, the definition of truancy rate, uh, Rita, is that uh, uh, if they're out of school more than ten days during a semester. No, but that's a lot. That's a lot, and um, I yeah, don't know what to do with these anything. kids. I don't know what to do to you with these kids. I mean. It just bothers me that uh, uh, that we could have a a 
uh, a segment of our population that's not going to get the right education. Yeah, and also social media, I think of, you know, I talked to uh, Mayor Eric Adams last week, and he launched a lawsuit against big social media companies for the effect that it's having on kids. They're so, like, spending 24-7 a day on kids. Uh, go yeah, ahead, but, Dr. But Carson. He's, he's, he's talking about that now. But is he going to be talking about it three weeks from now? No. You see, there's not a sustained effort against what's happening with social media. So they don't care. You can talk about them because they know you're going to go away in a few weeks, and they're going to continue doing what they're doing. And you've got uh, things like TikTok, which are indoctrinating them at the same time. They know how effective they can be. You know, the Bible says, train up a child in the ways you're going when he's older and not depart from it. They understand that concept, that you've got to get in there early and persistently. And that's why Vladimir Lenin, the Marxist, said, give me your children to teach for four years, and the seed that I sow will never be uprooted. Yeah, Dr. Carson, Peter King. Secretary Carson, it's great to talk to you. Uh, you did an outstanding job during the Trump administration. You talk about conditions that can create crime or weaken the family. What is the housing situation? Is there any improvement at all? as far as facilities for young kids or trying to cut back on crime, making a more livable situation? Well, there hasn't been a lot in the recent uh, couple of years. But, you know, when the previous administration was in, we had a task force cutting across agencies that focused on those things that made housing unaffordable. And a lot of those things are regulations, and many of those regulations are duplicate regulations across agencies that just vastly increase the costs and the complications. We need sustained effort, cooperation between federal, state, local, as well as the uh, nonprofits, the for-profits, and the faith-based community. That's the way we get these things under control. Well, Dr. Carson, thank you so much for being with us. And I look forward to seeing you, hopefully, when you're in New York very soon. Thank you, Dr. Carson. I I, I look forward to it. Thanks so much. Thank you. We love you, Dr. Carson. Thank uh, you.